What's going on, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the Murfanko Experience. As always, I am Cody the Tank Patanko. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't be joined today by my big bear, aka Murph Dog, aka Anthony Murphy. Uh, some things came up. He he wasn't able to make it. No big deal, guys. Uh, well, actually, it is a big deal because. I can't fill Murph Dog's shoes. I can only fill my own, and I can barely do that. Uh, as weird as that sounds, I, I just started thinking. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we got a new episode of the Murfanko Experience, and uh, this one was probably one of my favorite episodes I've done in quite some time. Uh, I was really happy to reconnect with this certain Pirates prospect. Uh, if you've been following along on the Twitter account or even on the Instagram account, um, I interviewed Stephen Alamace. Um, now, the audio you're about to hear may sound a little weird. Uh, for some reason, Zoom wasn't working for me uh, that day, so had to do it over a phone call. Uh, so the recording's a little... Uh, I wouldn't say... It's not bad. It's just, you know, it's it's not the same quality I'm used to with uh, Zoom audio. So... Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to say before you hear the audio. Uh, shout out to my man Anthony um, that Honor Bound Tattoo made the new pretty pretty logo. Um, yeah, I, I I am so happy with the logo, guys, and I hope you guys find it more uh, appealing, more attractive. Uh, you know, and I, I doubt that drives views or, or listens or downloads or anything of that sort. Um, I honestly just did it because I wanted something unique. I wanted something new. Um, same thing with the intro to the to the show. That music is from my friend Harrison, Oldham. Like, that dude makes music on the daily, and he is a very talented musician. Um, but yeah, I will stop rambling. And I will give you guys the Stephen Alamace audio. So, yeah, I'll talk to you guys in a minute. You know, just, just to get things, you know, kicked off here, man. Like, for the people who really don't know who you are, dude, like, just give us a little synopsis of, like, who you are as a guy. Um, I'm a kid that uh, I grew up in New York City. Um, from a, you know, Hispanic background, Dominican parents. Um, and nothing, man. I'm just a kid that grew up playing baseball in, in New York City in the back of Yankee Stadium. Yeah. You know, I went to school, I went to school uh, block away from Yankee High School, I went to high school block away from Yankee Stadium. I always had dreams of playing baseball. You know, as a kid growing up, I was obviously a, a, a Yankee fan and obviously a Jeter fan because I played shortstop, which is why I was wearing number two. Yeah. But, yeah, so the way I'm just a kid who grew up in New York and yeah yeah and you know when, when we talked previously you mentioned like you know baseball really wasn't a big thing with your dad or your mom or anything like that it was just you know something that happened and, and your grandfathers on both sides uh really loved baseball and that's kind of got where you got the you know the love for it so could you like dive into that a little bit man um yeah so so my dad didn't, didn't really play too much baseball growing up um at all, he, he mostly played basketball, football. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents had a big love for the game, um, but they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't really play at, at any high level or anything like that. It just kind of, my mom was, was a big arts 
person she went to the party high school it's like a big art school in new york city yeah um for dancing and art and um you know she plays softball and stuff but i pretty much really picked up baseball as a as, as a kid i you know always come outside i was around with baseball i played all sports as a kid i was pretty good at all sports um and then basketball so i played my junior year high school but I pretty much played all sports. So my, 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 she said something, something about baseball that, you know, I was a little bit more talented than, than normal when it comes to other sports. And I was just always going to put a bat and a ball um, yeah. around the house. And I would not let go of baseball at uh, uh, bat. So. <laughs> I, know, I know you were telling me your first word was ball. So, I mean. Yeah, my parents said my first word was ball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, that's what they tell me. So. Hey, you got to go with it, man. I mean, it, it makes for a hell of a story. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, could you, uh, you know, talk about the high school years a little bit? Like, what was high school baseball like for you, man? High school is different, man. High school New York is different because you only get, we literally, high school season was like 16 to 20 games, which is, you know, that's not even a lot. Yeah. We start in April, it's cold. New York is always cold all year round. We start in April, we play, it doesn't really get hot here until like May. But times, times has changed a little bit because of global warming. But, um, yeah, that's what high school is. And, you know, I went to high school in, in a block with Yankee Stadium. That was my, like my stop off the train. Um, yeah. I pretty much, I took the train every day to school, like every normal New Yorker. Uh, we wake up super early, hop on the train, switch trains, um, and, you know, you should be packed in the mornings because everybody going to work, you should, sometimes you have to skip because it's so packed. Um, yeah, it's it just, it's, you know, I don't think it's too weird because I tell people a lot about the life of New York, but people don't really understand it until they come here and they, and they kind of live it a little bit. But it's a very fast pace, you know, New York City is just on go all the time, so. Yeah. Um, you know, baseball was 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 it like it was a big thing. I think basketball is a bigger sport in New York State. Um, but the season in high school here is not long at all. So I have to do. I had to make. You know, most of my my exposure came from like tra- travel ball and stuff like that, and, and playing mm-hmm. good at showcases and and you know, I, I'm good at, at certain events and etc. But, um, yeah, there's a, there, and another thing is, like, so much talent that you're for baseball players, just the lack of education of immigrant parents, you know, you know how hard it is, you, you know, you get a lot of these minor league kids yeah. um, from the Dominican or Venezuela or wherever, you know, just international uh, uh, prospect kids that come into the States and they don't speak, they don't speak English. Yeah. So it's like the same thing here, like, in, in New York, there's a lot of uh, talent, uh, but the, you know, usually the parents won't, doesn't, don't know too well the process of what it takes to like go to the next level like showcases they don't know what that is they don't know uh, what you need to get a certain gpa to go to a certain school they don't they don't know none of that stuff so uh which is that's one of the reasons why i, I, I try to open up that i didn't you know i'm still a work in progress but we'll open up that business for my dad where we help kids get to get, get to college and, and kind of just educate them through the process yeah yeah you know because that's one of the things that you know made me gravitate more towards you you're about you know spreading knowledge not just with baseball with just life in general man and you know there's a lot of misinformation out there about you know uh, immigrant parents or immigrant kids coming in it's it's not that they're stupid they just don't know they don't, yeah they just don't know they don't know any better um, yeah it's tough man it's tough because you know as, as a as a kid who, who was born and raised in new york but speaks two languages you know have uh Hispanic parents and I, it's tough when I went to see those kids 
you know, like when we was in Bradenton or, or in Pirate City, and it's just like those guys are were pretty much just there. I want to call it like a jail, but you know, they're pretty much stuck there. Mm-hmm. They don't have car. They don't know how to order food. They don't know how to get around. They don't know. So that, you know, it's, that's a lot, right? Especially being away from home for so long and not being able to communicate. So it's like. Absolutely, man. Um, now let, let's get more into you know the college years, going to Tulane. You know it's a long way from home, man. What 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 exactly was it about uh, Tulane, man? That just you were like, you know what, I'm going there. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a close cool story that a lot of people don't know. Which you can, I'll tell you a couple of cool stories that a lot of people don't know. That I feel like should be known. Yeah. So. My, in high school, my junior year, you know, like, I went to a small school. But I was always a fan, well, my parent, my dad was always a fan of, like, being on a, 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 kind of like a bigger, a bigger fish in a, in a little pond type of thing. Yeah. Instead of being just, like, uh, mixing with a bunch of fishes. So, like, we always, like, smaller schools, which is why I went to, like, uh, I went to, like, a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was, like, in eighth grade, I went to college school my whole life. And my dad was like, hey, you're going to all boys Catholic school. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're trying, to, you're trying to ruin my life. He said, no, you know, you're going to get your grades better. You're going to go to college. So, like, that guy, you can focus on some girls. You know, parent. Yeah. Be a parent. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a parent. Parent being a parent. I'm trying to be better. And, um, so, I was really bummed up about that. But then, like, on my high school became a powerhouse. Because we were in college school, so we were in public school, but from public school, so we used to play college schools. And over the years, we just, we started recruiting, man. I started recruiting, my dad started recruiting. We just, our small school became like a powerhouse baseball. We went to the final, like the final championship like twice in a row. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really cool. So then, uh, one of the stories, of my junior year, I ended up tearing my labrum in my left shoulder, which was my first, my first surgery. Yeah. Um, and I ended up. It was during my high school towards the end of uh, of the season. I think it was like during the playoffs or something. Was, I did it swimming, and I knew something was wrong. I'd never had this injury before, so I didn't. I quite didn't know because you know I didn't know what was really going on. Yeah. So I ended up, you ended up like losing in high school, whatever. Mind you, this summer this is my junior year. This summer I I made like all the all American game teams, East Coast pro teams already, and so I went to I went to Perfect Game Nationals with a torn labrum. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't swing righties. So if you look back at the videos, if you go on, on Perfect Game, you look like at Stephen Junior showcase. My whole showcase is lefty. Oh. I was literally. I, I picked up a bat and I and I told my dad. I was like, listen, man. I was like, it doesn't hurt to swing lefty. And he was like, my dad was like, bro, you're, you're out of your mind. Like you've never swung lefty in your life. And I was like, well, you own a batting cage, and I have like a couple weeks to get ready. So I was like, we could do it. So I remember he was like, I don't know. I'll talk to the doctor. So I ended up talking to Dr. Ma, who's a Yankees, who, who, uh, who kind of assessed me at the time about my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you know, I asked him, he said, yeah, technically you could, you could play like that if you want, whatever, it's like a great damage, whatever. <laughs> so I ended up doing that showcase, batting lefty, and I looked ridiculous, but I, 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 I played the whole summer, East Coast Pro thing, I hit lefty, I didn't even hit righty. And I just picked up a bat that summer, like, I lefty. <laughs> after after that summer, I ended up having surgery. You know, my I would bat knife in all those area code games. I would bat like you know because I was I had really good hand eye coordination, so I could make a lot of contact on my left shoulder. I had no power. Yeah. And um, so everybody thought I was nuts for you just picking up a bat, playing lefty, and like 
in all these area code games, it's like the best kids in the world. And you're just picking, picking up a bad body lefty. But I had to do it because of my shoulder. So I ended up having surgery, whatever. My senior year, I ended up going to uh, ele- elevate a sports system, which is like a, like IMG Academy that I in Florida. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a switch hitter now. I'm a switch hitter, so it's not whatever. I ended up playing baseball, uh, job games, um, got a couple calls, but wasn't, you know, the right thing, so I ended up going to school. Um, Tulane, the reason I picked Tulane was, it was down south, uh, they also gave me a full ride, which is not, not really, you know, full rides are hard to come by. Right, yeah. Um, especially baseball, and then, you know, I didn't, I don't want my parents paying for anything in school, they already done it up for me in their life, so, um, right. it was what, you know, I told them, and I was going to start as a shortstop, as a freshman, so, you know, I kind of was sold, I went, I visited New Orleans, it was like a cool city, it was kind of like New York, but it was kind of, you know, had its own flavor to it. Yeah, um, little spice. A when I'm in, a lot of party cities and you know Mardi Gras and stuff. I kind of like it, so that's how I ended up committing to Tulane. Yeah, it was mostly because of, of of that full ride. Um, at that time, only I only got two full ride offers was from Oregon and, and Tulane, and I had a lot of like eighty percent, ninety percent from all, all different types of schools. But I, I, I was really focused on school. My parents were like, yeah. starting as a, as a freshman, you know, I couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, it's a full ride. You, you can't, like, you can't, you can't mess that up, man. That's a full ride. Like, the, yeah. the, no doubt about it, man. Um, you know, so let's go through the college years a little bit, man. Like, let's let's talk about how you did in college. You know, what you learned, what you picked up. Uh, you know, struggles maybe. So, g- give me the two lane yeah, story. Yeah. Well, my, my freshman, my freshman year, you know, I went in there as a top So I had like a lot of expectations and, and 
and it kind of that kind of just uh, humbled me, but it kind of you know, kind of lit a fire under me to to, to work harder to be better for next year. Yeah, my sophomore year, you know, and then my sophomore year I ended up you know doing all team on conference and hitting over three hundred, and then kind of after that kind of picked up my my stock value and all that stuff in, in terms of. Baseball. Now, what exactly, you know, were you studying down there in Tulane, man? Were, were you really focused on, you know, the academic side of things, or was it just baseball for you? Well, Tulane, Tulane was a very hard school, so I, even, even if I didn't want to be, I had to be focused on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Really, my whole life, baseball was just like, I'm going to be a baseball player, but um, Tulane's just a very hard, you know, school, so I was studying um, health and wellness, you know, because I told myself, you know, my mom always said, you know, backup plan, backup plan, but my, yeah. my, my plan A was my plan B was to make sure my plan A works. It wasn't, like I didn't have a plan B. It was <laughs> but I did study health and wellness because I, I do like you know like fitness and into the body. So it was like a lot of nutrition, dietitian, you know, just in case you know I, I want to get into you know still remain in sports. You know, yeah. you know, someday you know I decide to stop playing baseball. But I kind of you know I'm into the body and stuff like that. So I kind of studied health and wellness in, in college, and that was my major before I ended up getting drafted. Yeah, yeah, and, and let's get into that uh, draft. Uh, draft day is uh, different for a lot of kids. There, there's a lot of different emotions, different stories. So is your story, would you say, unique in a way, or was it more run-of-the-mill? Um, yeah, I mean, it was unique. I feel like any time anybody from New York gets drafted, it's like a big thing. It's not a lot of, there's not a lot of really a lot of inner-city, New York City kids, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. New York, like Manhattan, Bronx, like you get dodgeball state get drafted every once in a while. But in your city kids, it's like it's always like a big thing. And leading up to the draft, which is another I kind of want to get into a little bit so people kind of know my story a little bit more, was my junior year. You know, after having a good sophomore year, I had a, uh, I had enough, you know, I started off a good junior year. That's when I, uh, in a game against Pepperdine, my junior year is my draft year, remember? Yeah. In a game against Pepperdine, I push button. To, you know, first base on the lefty, I, I tried to slide head first, and that's why I dislocated my shoulder. Mm-hmm. The second, you know, after, yeah. you know, my left shoulder. Yeah. So, after that, you know, I was like, I was bummed because I dislocated my shoulder. I was out for a month in the in the baseball season. Um, ended up coming back when I wasn't supposed to. They wanted to have surgery. Um, but, I, you know, I was like, listen, I got a lot riding on my junior year. This is my junior year. You know, this is my, my draft year. Yeah. Um, and I was coming in as like a, a, a top prospect. So I ended up uh, like coming back slowly but surely like a month later in a game. It was like a series against Texas. And the only reason I got put in the game was because they told me, they're like, listen, we need you for defense, but you're not going to hit. I'm going to put you in late in the game. I was like, cool, yeah. Like, you know, I love defense. Like, yeah, cool. At least I get to play. But they're like, we're not going to. But it came to a point where it was like bases loaded. We had no more bench, so I had to come in bases loaded. Two out. Yeah, I remember my coach was like, you stuff, you got to go in. And I, and I was like, can I swing? He's like, no, you're already mine. You're not swinging. I was like, all right, whatever. He's like, if you have to take three strikes down the middle, take three strikes down the middle. And I was like, all right. And then I'll be like, I worked a full cow and I like swung. And I like fouled one off, like on a 3 1. And he just looked at me and he was just like, this kid, man. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, you see, I'm ready to play, whatever. I ended up finishing off that year. Um, you know, got drafted. Um, my shoulder was like, my left shoulder was iffy. He was coming out. I played that summer, West Virginia. I didn't really tell nobody, obviously, because it's, you know, you're going into a team, you know, it's like your shoulder's fucked up. Yeah. And, and then in instructs that, after being drafted in instructs is when my shoulder, my left shoulder ended up coming out again. And I had told them, like, oh, you know, I came out in college. It was, it was crazy. And I ended up, yeah, I had surgery that, 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 uh, 
that October of 2016. But the draft thing, man, was awesome. You know, it's like my dad's kind of like trying to tear. My mom was crying. <laughs> I had a lot of friends. Um, very super proud of me. You know, that was like, like, cause you know, it happened in high school, and then to happen in college, it was just like it felt, it felt really well. Um, now I, I know you know, personally, that you and your mom are extremely close. Like, that's your best friend, it seems like, from what I've seen and what you've told me. So, like, what kind of relationship, like, just explain to the people what you and your mom have, man. Well, my mom had me she was, like, really young. My parents had me both at really young. Um, so, it's like, to be honest, it's weird. A lot of times people think she's my girlfriend or she they think she's my sister. So, you know, it's kind of weird, but, you know, we have, you know, my mom is pretty young and uh, we just keep that relationship. She's... I'm grateful that she's young, but, you know, she sacrificed a lot for me yeah. to play baseball, you know? Like, you know, she had her, her dreams of dancing and her dreams of art, and the cards didn't play out for her, so that's why I'm super grateful of her, and I know she supports me a ton. Um, but, yeah, we just, we, she's kind of our best friend, you know, we've had a lot, too, which is normal, yeah. I guess, yeah. in terms of, because <laughs> my mom is a very uh, hard-headed person. Um, and I'm very, I'm a very, I'm, I'm pretty hard-headed myself, but I'm, I'm a very relaxed person, and that's what my mom hates. She's a very, like, if something happens, I'm the type of person, I'm like, okay, it happened, let's move forward. My mom is, like, dwelling on the moment, like, like revisiting, revisiting, and so it's just, like, yeah, me and my mom were close, and, and she's obviously a big supporter of my baseball and, and, and my career. She She's one of the reasons, you know, I keep going, and she keep trying to this yeah yeah i was i was gonna ask you that man as like you know thinking about your mom's sacrifice and you know what she did for you does that is that like your biggest motivator to like you know get in this game and and give it all you can yeah for sure um you know what it is it's like new york there's been a lot of kids like in the past has been drafted there's a lot of kids drafted yeah and you always see them you always see them you know i, I don't want to sound myself but it sounds like like my dad always says that you don't want to be another statistic. Mm. I think that's where, like, I know, I know I have the talent. It's just I've been unfortunate with injuries. It's just, it's like more of my, you know, my parents is one thing. My little brother who's now, who just got a full ride of weight for us. So it's just, just people like that just that look, kind of look up to me. Mostly for, you know, for me, obviously, because I love baseball, but just for them, because I know how happy it would make them. Yeah. Um, but also for whoever, anybody who looks up to me or... You know, I don't know if I have people who look up to me, but my story and the injuries, you know, I've, I've had kids write to me like, hey, you know, I've, I've had surgery, thanks for whatever helping me get through it, whatever. So just people like that, but definitely mostly my parents, for sure, because they sacrificed a lot for me mm. um, when I was younger. You know, then I, I hate to, you know, bring the injuries up, but I mean, if you don't mind talking about them. I love talking about them. It makes me who, who I am because, you know, like the way my career has been, if you look at it, like I look at my life, it's like my junior year of high school, my most important summer, I get I, I get my left shoulder, my left my left shoulder, you know, messed up, whatever. Yeah. My junior year of college, my most important season, I get my left shoulder messed up. Uh, 2019, the year that I would thought that I would maybe double and triple A, have a chance to make it the big league. You know, like yeah, that was like after playing really, I felt like I played really well in 2018. And then, you know, for that, from then my shoulder didn't come up. Then I, I, I get a whole year of training. I get ready, 2020, you know, COVID year. And then I go play winter ball. And right when I'm ready for 2021, my shoulder flicks up. It's like, it's almost like, it's not, it's not funny, but it's almost like, you know, you kind of got to embrace it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and. You know, the, I, I, I keep rattling my brain about this, man. And just thinking about all the setbacks 
you know, that you've been through. And, you know, I kind of get teared up thinking about all these backups, man. Like, how, how do you trudge on through this like if it was like you're a lot stronger than i am i'll, I'll just put it that way like i don't know how you keep trudging through this man no, i tell you um, um it was hard uh, i'm not gonna lie to you you know it was, it was tough especially the last two ones these recent ones yeah first you know first from young high school college whatever these two recent ones is tough because it it, 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 mess, it messes with your mental a lot you know yeah there's a lot of factors that go into it whether me going through surgery me going through all the, the all the I busted my ass both times. My first surgery and my second surgery. I'm, I'm talking about my in my throwing arm. Mm-hmm. My third and fourth surgery. Um, and you know it's just unfortunate. It really is. But um, it was it's tough. It's tough. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. After my first, my third one, my first one on my right, I thought about things that creep into your mind that you never thought would creep into your mind, like retirement. Um, yeah. what am I gonna do if baseball doesn't work out? Like th- these are things that I never thought about my whole life because I, I was always like, I'm gonna play baseball. I'm gonna play be a major league baseball player. So what have you been working on down there, dude? 
Um, so Lance, Lance is actually one of my best friends I grew up with. Um, we grew up playing baseball together, me and Lance, and um, he kind of obviously he played a little bit of pro and kind of retired, and he just kind of he always understood swing. He was always a great hitter, like you know, coming up. So he kind of dove into that and kind of got into like the whole swinging thing, teaching, and and he just he's done really well with some guys, you know. And, Got guys going to Miami. He has a lot of kids committed that works with him. You know, a lot of pro guys that work with him. So it's kind of like, who better, who better to, to that know me is other than one of my childhood best friends that yeah. I played with. So it's like we started working. I worked with most of a couple people, but I really started working with Lance and kind of trusting his process. And because there's no one else who knows me better than him, and, and he's playing with me. He was in we were high school together. We were travel ball together. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. And, um, he, he just kind of, you know, we've been working a lot on, I feel like I've always had power, I just didn't know how to use it. Um, a lot of, you know, I also feel like a lot of my power lives, whatever uh, uh, people would say I didn't have powers. So you know, a lot of the time I was dealing with a left shoulder that would come out all the time. So I was, I was passive aggressive when it came to my swings. I wasn't so aggressive. Mm. Um, which is cool. So it's like, like the whole 2018, I played that whole year, my shoulder falling out. Like, I'd swing, my shoulder come out, I put it back in, like, the trainers move, like, you know, it's not, I'm not, it's not a secret, it's not like, and the reason I say this like this so publicly and so, is because, um, it's like, there's a lot of things that guys go through that people don't see, you know, and it's yeah. not, and I, another reason I, I say public is because, I embrace my story. Like I don't, I don't wanna, I don't need to hide my story. Like, oh, people, like, yeah, man. Like, I, they don't like talking about my issues. I'm like, nah, man, let's talk about it. Like, what do you want to talk about? It? Like, what do you want to talk about? Like, yeah, emotionally, mentally, like, you know, like that's like I love talking about it because it helps people get through shit, shit that they're going through. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know, man. I mean, I, <laughs> the amount of people that you said that have come to you, uh, you know, discussing injuries and, and the mental aspect of it is is incredible. You, you know, you seem to be like an ambassador of embracing your injury stories, uh, to say the yeah, least. That's, it was, yeah, that's a word for ambassador, but um, I try to be. I try to be. So yeah. Heard, yeah so like I said, I was saying, um, I feel like I've always had power. I just I'm learning. I'm learning how my body moves more correctly. You know, I've had like, two years, I guess, to kind of study swinging. I've been working a lot of my swing. Uh, when I wasn't hurt, <laughs> yeah. and um, just uh, looking at old videos, looking at a lot of things that, you know, like, I've worked a lot on my hands, on my loading of my hands, um, mm. a big thing that, like, my hands used to, I never loaded my hands, so when, what would happen was, when I would, when I would stride forward, you know, when I get into my loading my shirt, I, and I'd move forward, stride forward towards the ball, my hands would come with me, which made me a very inside-out pushy type of player, mm -hmm. and it allowed me to tap into the power that I had, because not like I, I didn't have power, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um so that's like one of the biggest things is, is that like, I learned, in, you know, about about loading my head, getting my head in the right like uh power position, um, to to, to kinda of launch and just kinda of the way the body works, like, you know, what fires first, my you know, my hips go first, my back having my backside connected. Is it a lot of a lot of cool shit, a lot of cool stuff me and Lance have got like, you know, got through when we break out my swings from now to I and it, and crazy thing is so i went to dr now to go play out there yeah um i had to finish i was finishing i'm sorry i'm a little stuffy sorry about no you're fine man so um it's freezing over here oh it's freezing here too dude so so you know the, the goal was to play was kind of to play you know to go out there and play because i haven't played in so long and i kind of want to get my feet wet yeah uh, 
and I had to go through a third progression, which I was, you know, I'm very ready to go. And when I was about to play, the Pirates called and kind of shut it down. It was like, hey, you know, listen, you have one more year left with us. Like, why not come healthy? Yeah. Don't risk it over there. You know, like, just come, whatever, you know, play it up and come healthy. Pretty much, you know, why not come healthy? And the thing is with this, now everybody's new. Mm-hmm. in the Pirates organization. You know, I was talking to John Baker uh, for a while. He said a lot of cool stuff that they go through like that. He, he kind of, he was an advocate of how much the organization has changed in terms of like rules and stuff that they do to get guys ready and, and swing stuff. You know, like they're really diving into a lot of cool like uh, techniques and technology and stuff like that to, yeah. you know, to better the baseball player. Which seems like, you know, I take a lot of stuff that we didn't do in the past in terms of developing uh, players, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's you know. Because so like, you would see a lot of times guys would get traded to us, and they'll be like, oh, you guys don't do this, you guys don't do that, you guys don't have this, and you guys are, we're like, no, 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 you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, <laughs> so, you know, John was kind of just telling me all the, all the new stuff that they're doing. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. So yeah, just, so yeah, just pretty much that, just um, tell me to come to come to spring training healthy. Yeah, um. And, you know, I kind of wanted to get into that, you know, because it's been quite a while since you've seen some live action, man. And on one hand, that could be, you know, a disadvantage, a rust, a little bit of rust. But on the other hand, that's given you a lot of time to study yourself as a person and the game. So where do you lie with that, you know, not having uh, seen live action in quite some time? Yeah, that's definitely, that's the toughest part, you know, um, I've been, I've been staying, you know, when I was out in the yard, I was watching, I was actually taking a lot of lives, because I was preparing myself to play, so, hmm. um, and then I was also DHing, <clears throat> god damn, I was also DH, sorry, You're I was fine. also DHing, they had like a reserve team, like a taxi squad team, spring mm-hmm. team, and we would play, and we would play each other during the day. Uh, so I would DH a lot of those things, which is the video uh, that you saw that I was, that I hit the home run. The homer, yeah. Yeah, so I was still, I was still getting my at-bats and I was still watching live pitching. Um, which is another, that's why I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that me and Lance has been working on has just been different, man, because, like, the way I'm, I feel, the way, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm learning, I don't know if it's just like, you know, I was talking about this with my, with one of my best friends the other day. Because, you know, we, we talk a lot about baseball and, like, you know, a lot of the videos that I that I have, like, my bats out there, like, it's just different. Um, like, my home run, like, everything is just, like, it, it's coming. It's almost like, I don't want to say that something clicks, but it's like you come to an age where you, you kind of start to understand yourself a little bit. Mm. So, like, I haven't seen pitching in so long, right? So, the home run I hit off the guy, I think the guy did almost 96 whatever, but it's just, like, certain things start to make more sense, and, like, certain things start to move. I, I believe, I'm trying to explain it to you in a way, because we were talking about it, I feel like every baseball player goes from this at some point in their career, which is why you see, look like, guys like J.D. Martinez, they struggle early on in their career, and then they become superstars. Yeah. Or guys like, like, Turner, like, you know, Trey Turner, yeah. not Trey Turner, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Turner from the Dodgers, their basement, they're, like, kind of shaking, Just, yeah. you know, that, I mean, that everybody's a Mike Trout for the Tatis. So I feel like different people hit their different, obviously, you know, prime at different peaks, but there's just something that kind of clicked for me in my swing where I kind of understand my body a little better, mm-hmm. which allows me to kind of barrel up balls better. Um, I know I'm going to swing and miss, I know I'm going to be fooled, but I can consistently try to barrel up balls. 
Yeah. And I see, I, I hear it in, in my in my VPs. I heard it, you know, when I was in my in my during the games, some of the balls I was hitting, like the home run I hit, and, and you know, I was hitting triples. And it's just like, so it's like it's always been there. It's just I had to properly learn how to get there. Yeah. And maybe this is and maybe this is a blessing. This is all. This is why all the injuries happen for me to get to the point where I'm at now. You know. God's plan, man. Or give or, or give me time to to have that. Cook, you know. Who knows? You know. I'm a, After spring training and stuff, and I know a lot of that dictates where you end up. Um, but have they talked to you? Are you gonna, you know, start out in Altoona, maybe go to AAA? You know, what's the talk been like? They just kind of told me that I was gonna be fighting for a job in, in Indianapolis. In Indy? Okay. So, pretty, so I'm pretty much fighting for a spot in Indy, which, you know, that's all I can ask for. Yeah. So they give me a, it's an opportunity. They give, they, they give me enough chances, they give me enough, enough opportunity. Like a, he told me straight up. He was like, you know, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna fight for a spot in, in Indy. So yeah, that's all. That's all I can ask for. Yeah, let's go, man. Like it's go time. You know, I'm I'm starting to feel the the hype around the season. I know there's a lockout with MLB, but we got minor league ball, and you know, it's it's go time. It's not like 2020 when everything was shut down. You know, it's yeah, yeah. So you know. I kind of wanted to, you know, end things on on a bit of a brighter note, and and that deals with you, man. So, what would you like to say to the people out there? Like, what's an what's an inspiring thing that you can tell people? Uh, you know, maybe about your story, what they're going through. You know, just just give something for the people. Um, I would one 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 thing I would probably say is just like I feel like I've detached myself from. You know, you, you sometimes we get caught up. I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in what other people are doing in social media and stuff like that. Like, I feel like you know, there's just I would tell people that everybody has their own course, um, their own story, and, and you know, different people reach to different, get to that destination B at different times through different paths. So, I would just tell people just to you know to trust the process, then stay the course, and just keep believing in yourself no matter what it is. Um, you know, like who knows? Maybe I won't be a, a, a baseball player, but maybe I can do something else, or be a voice, or like you said, an ambassador. I don't know, do something with sports. But whatever the case is, everyone has a different path. So, and you know, it doesn't always need to be a certain way to get to a certain destination. You know. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, there you have it, people. Uh, there's Stephen Alamace, uh, one of the coolest dudes I think I, I've met. You know, we, you know, we met what Stephen back in uh, pandemic year twenty twenty. We yeah. we kind of linked up. So you know, that's it, another thing, man. I feel like <laughs> a lot of people don't really know me. They look at me, the kid from New York, the tattoos, and, you know, whatever. I mean, that was part of the part of the people before the whole organization. But yeah, gotta get to know, gotta get to know your kids. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And and, and I tell you what, man. I'm starting to get, you know, some some more tattoos on my body, and I, I don't think I'll ever get to the point where you're at, because like yours is just godlike. Um, I don't like the pain that much, but you know, it's uh, it's 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 coming along, man. And uh, but like I said, yeah, no, I hear you, man. <laughs> 
but uh like i said steven you, your story is one of the one of the coolest stories i think i've heard and you know i just appreciate you coming on the podcast man and just you know speaking your truth speaking your story and i, I, yeah, man. I just hope my story is fine you and keep going man no matter what you know Oh yeah, and dude, you're you're making me proud no matter what happens. You know, you're 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 a fighter, dude. You you got that concrete jungle spirit in you. That's the only way, man. Yeah. It's normal, bro. It's, it's normal to feel one day not motivated and struggle to feel. You know, I have two years of you know, being just doing the same day, doing therapy, same day, working out. You know, it becomes a doctor, so. Yeah. Days I woke up and I didn't, I didn't want to do nothing. There's days, you know, but that's normal. That's you being a human being. Yep, yep. But you're a superhuman, so you got this, man. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Stephen. I, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, you know, the show will drop uh, within the next couple of days. So I'll tag you, let you know when it drops, and uh, enjoy it, man. Enjoy. Good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, not a problem, man. Good luck to you on the season. And uh, hit some home runs for me, why don't you? I appreciate it, man. All right, thank you. All right, later on, man. There you have it, boys and girls. Uh, It was really fun reconnecting with Steven. And, you know, just hearing his story over again makes me realize how much I truly love the individual and the ball player all at once. Uh, Steven is one of the best guys that I think I've ever had a discussion with um, in terms of, you know, Pirates prospects or prospects in general. You know, I I really connect on the same level with Jace Bowen. Um, Both are extremely good men and, you know, have a, a hell of a future in whatever they do. And hopefully it is with baseball. Uh, Bowen, of course, being a little younger than Steven. So, uh, you know, future may be a little brighter in other people's eyes when looking at Bowen as opposed to Alamace. Um, Shout out to Jace. Love you, buddy. But yeah, guys, Steven is one of those guys that I think you just gravitate towards. You know, the way he talks, the way he goes about his business, and, you know, just the way he described how everything felt different for him. Uh, with his swing and and just in general at the plate, it gives you hope, right? It gives you hope for the for his future uh, with the Pirates and just in baseball. And you know, even if he isn't with the Pirates afterwards, I'll still follow his career wherever he goes because, like I said, you gravitate towards guys like that, and you know, you you can't help but root for the guy. You know, he's been through so much shit in his life at this point in baseball that I think he's due for some good luck because his karma rating has to be off the charts. And speaking of karma, my credit karma, I looked at it recently, and whoo, good lord, I need help on that. Uh, Thanks, student loans. I appreciate it. But no, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Murfanko Experience. Like I said, Big Bear couldn't make it today. Um... That's okay. He'll be back next week. No big deal. Uh, love you, Murph. I know you're listening to this, and uh, I hope you uh, are doing all right, Big Bear. Love you, buddy. But guys, I'm going to give out our socials uh, so you can follow us, because if you don't follow us, then what the hell are you doing with your life? No, nah, it's okay. It, it, it's, it's a free country. You can do whatever the hell you want. 
I would appreciate some follows, though, on social media. So to start, I will give out my socials. Uh, first, it is at Murfanko, M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O, uh, on Twitter. Um, I interact with a lot of people on Twitter. Uh, got a pretty good uh, base following uh, on the Twitter account. Um, I am also building up a pretty big following on Instagram, uh, and that handle is at Murfanko underscore experience. Uh, Murfanko spelled the same way as it is on Twitter. Uh, for my man, Big Bear, Anthony Murph Dog Murphy, his Twitter account is at double underscore Murphy 88. That's Murphy spelled M-U-R-P-H-Y 88. And while you're at it, I would appreciate a follow for Pittsburgh Baseball Now Twitter. Uh, that's at PGH Baseball Now. Love you guys very, very much. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the podcast. And whoever rated the podcast a one star on Apple, I pretty much know who you are, and I love it. I love that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Love you. Um, yeah, I'm a little petty, guys. It's all right. I, I, petty, Betty, whatever you want to call me. It's cool. But, guys, have a good one. Love you very much. Enjoy your week. Let's go, Bucks. Thank you.